Hello, and welcome to another Church Mission Society podcast. We try and bring together stories from people across the globe who are involved in God's mission so that you can pray, learn, and participate in mission too. To discover more stories, visit churchmissionsociety.org. Hi, this is Jenny and I'm with Mark and Rosalie Balfour who are back in the UK from Guatemala where they um, have pioneered a new location for mission with CMS. So welcome back to the UK. Thank you. Um, It's really good to be here. Can you tell us a little bit about what you've been doing in Guatemala these past couple of years? Well, uh, we are seconded to an organisation called Street Kids Direct, who are a UK charity that work with organisations in Latin America uh, that reach out to street-connected children and young people. The heart of what they do is a mentoring programme, but they work with a number of different organisations, specifically in Guatemala City, but also in Honduras and Nicaragua. And our role with them is becoming more and more pastoral, uh, working with the people who are actually doing the work and providing care and support for them. So we, we work with a number of projects. Do you want to just mention a couple, Rosalie? Uh, yeah, in Guatemala, we work with yeah, the main centre, um, Street, Kids, Street Kids Direct Guatemala, um, which uh, runs a mentoring centre um, to work with the kids to try and prevent them from actually moving onto the streets. There's also street teams working for... Um, it's really more young adults now mm. that, are, that are already living on the streets. Um, we work with um, a great organisation called Go Guatemala, which is in Zone 18, which is a, one of the most dangerous areas of Guatemala City. Again, working with sort of street-connected and very much at-risk children. Um, and they do an amaz- amazing thing there. We work with Sigo Vivo, um, which is a pastor and his wife who actually run a church literally on the streets for those who are living on the streets um, and we just come alongside them. Uh, we go down to Honduras um, and there's various projects, again, with um, street-connected kids um, working in gang-controlled areas and also using... There's a project using the monitoring programme that ha- has been um, sort of built up in Guatemala and is now going out into various different locations in Honduras um, called um, Proyecto Alas which is Project um, Project at Wings. Um, but they, again, working in prevention with street-connected and vulnerable children. And more recently, with uh, the Blessing of Street Kids Direct, we've connected with Tamar's Hope, which reaches out to women working in prostitution. Again, a very difficult urban context. But there's many overlaps and parallels with the work with street-connected youth and children. I mean, because quite literally some of the children who come to the centre, their mothers work in prostitution. Um, And also that's an area that uh, is a huge area of risk for the young women and young girls in the centres and in in the different programmes. Prostitution is one of the temptations for them as young women, um, one of the areas that they can go into as gangs are for the young boys. So, um, sounds like you've got a varied life and and, and quantity of stuff to be getting involved in. Uh, In terms of the work with the young people, um, I believe you have a specific group that that you work directly with. Can you tell me a bit about them? Yeah, we're part of the team, and there's lots of people who work with them, but we're part of the team that work with a group uh, of young lads between 14 and 18 years old. 
and they come to our apartment or have been coming to our apartment every Thursday for what we call family time, which is uh, Rosalie always cooks them a big meal and uh, because it's some, of the, some of them that'll be the most healthy and the biggest meal they'll get all week um, and we can chill out watching films there's jigsaws it's just really and we all sit around a table to eat uh, and it is just giving some experience of normal family time together um, and Rosalie uh, well has been sharing particularly the story of one of the lads there called Alex and some of the problems and issues he's been facing yeah, so one of the boys in, in the youth group is called Alex, and he's 15. He's got two younger siblings who are 12 and 13, um, both girls, um, and they live with their grandmother because both their parents are long-term in prison, um, probably because of gang-related um, activities. So we're not sure exactly why. Um but it's, life is a real struggle for them. Their grandmother um, is not able to earn enough money to keep them. Um, in fact, she doesn't have any ability now to, to earn any money. And so um, Alex has been really drawn um, into the gangs um, because he sees that as a way of making money. Now he's the head of the family. He feels that that is a way of, of getting money. Um, and as a gang member, you have to do absolutely appalling things. Mm. Um, and he really hasn't... He, he's in this really mixed... He's got a, he's got a faith, um, and I do believe he knows Jesus, but at the same time, mm. the um, pull and draw from the gang is just absolutely huge. Mm. Um, so he's... Um, He's been repeatedly getting closer to the gang and then the organisation have been helping him literally move away with his grandmother to another area of the city. But he's been taking drugs and um, alcohol and again, he's been getting very close to, to joining the gang. Uh, we know, in fact, last time we saw him, he had had the marks put again to have his tattoo um, put on his wrist. Um, and once he has the tattoo filled out... Um, then he will not be able to leave. Um, and the, the three points of the tattoo point to the three di um, destinations that you can go as a gang member, which are jail, hospital and the mortuary. Mm. And that is the only options that they see in life. Mm. And um, But we just really believe that Jesus can com come and transform his life. Mm. Um, and that... There's only so... We can't do anything. Organisations can't do anything. All we can do is introduce them to Jesus and it's Jesus that's going to make the difference and transform people's lives. So that's that's why we're there. Mm. Yes, and absolutely we'd ask listeners to pray for Alex and those yes. like him. Thank yeah. you. Is his a fairly typical yes. kind yes. of gang story? He, he is very, yeah. very typical, sadly. Yeah. And um, mm. we just see more of our boys going that way or just being tempted by the really horrible things are, are yeah. around because that is what they see on an everyday life and when your parents have been in gangs and you've been mm. brought up with parents that are alcoholics and on drugs and mm. that is what you see around that's how you imagine that your life is is going to mm. is going to go so as an organization and the the center is there very much we have mentors for all the kids and the youth um, 
and the idea is just so that they can see that there is another way of life. They don't have to go into that. There are other options on their lives. Um, and I believe mentoring has been seen to have quite a powerful impact in terms of improving outcomes. It does. Um, I mean, it's proven uh, that when a child has a mentor, an, an, an interested, responsible adult in their lives who gives them attention and care and love, uh, that would that changes so many outcomes. And so the kids who are in the mentoring program with Street Kids Direct Guatemala, um, they are more likely to stay in school. Their results get better. And you can just see that and chart that. Uh, they are less likely to get involved in things that are will, will, are destructive for them. They're li more likely to become uh, responsible adults. And of course, at the heart of the mentoring program, it is a it is a mentoring program that has faith as a key component, faith in Jesus. So uh, it's Christian mentors working with with the, with the children. Um, and then that that's the mentoring program that uh, another CMS mission partner, Steve Paulson, has been really involved in uh, enabling to spread through Honduras as well. Uh, and lots of organisations are, are interested in taking on the mentoring programme. And we call it discipleship as well, wouldn't we? And we just think that actually that, that it has to be, because that's what Jesus did. He spent time with people, poured his life into their lives. And, uh, you know, specifically three and 12, that's what he did. And uh, we, we see the outcome of that today. Great. Um, and speaking of mentoring, you've talked about some very difficult contexts and it can sometimes seem easy to, be easy to be matter of fact about them at many thousands of miles distance, but there's a real cost in, in working with people whose lives are difficult. So yes. I've had a sense that you've almost got a mentoring type and pastoral role with those who are doing that difficult work as well. I How's that come about? It, well, that, that, thank you. Yeah, that, that's really increasing. Um, so Duncan Dyson, who heads up Street Kids Direct, has really identified that as a need and has asked us more and more to have a pastoral role with those working in the different projects and uh, to really care for the staff, care for the teams uh, and also care for those who are perhaps working a little bit more in isolation. And so we've been doing, doing that. We've, very often we can visit projects, we can spend time with the kids and spend time running things, but actually if you look at where the gap is, and it's a, very, it's a big gap, uh, is in the caring for the people who are doing the caring. Because it is draining, it is uh, a very, not very often discouraging. People need people to come alongside them and show them love, listen to them, give them time and space, pray for them, um, in encourage them in all kinds of different ways. And that's what we see ourselves more and more doing. And, and perhaps going out slightly outside the, uh, the bounds of Street Kids Direct in terms of working with organisations that aren't strictly speaking working with street connected young people and children but those working in urban ministry and again that's with street kids directs blessing that we can actually do more of that and our hope would be not just to be us but to be looking at setting up informal networks uh, of people who really understand the context so that when they're working in an urban context and the realities of gang life and um, prostitution and drugs and protection uh, is, is just part of what they work with, they can talk with and get support from other people who, who themselves understand that without having to do lots of explanation and will understand the pressures that come with that. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, uh, we're very excited for the future in terms of what that may develop in that when we go back to Guatemala and then also seeing some of that in Honduras as well. Right. And um, if people are wanting to pray for you, are there some specific things that they can be praying in the coming months? Could you, we could just ask people to keep praying for the mentoring programme uh, as it's running in Guatemala City. There's always the need for more volunteers and because there's always a need for 
more children to be to enter into it as children uh, who are at risk are identified by the project and they come into the project with the, with the permission of their parent if they have one or their guardian um, that that's fantastic but the project can only be as big as the number of mentors who are actually willing to come forward so praying for good volunteers who who have have life with Jesus uh, have responsibility and are willing to make that commitment that's a big thing um, so more people for the mentoring program we'd say that both in Guatemala and also as it's expanding in Honduras too yeah and, and for us we always ask people in our prayer letters I'm looking at Rosalie here so she's <laughs> nodding along <laughs> I just, just, I just <laughs> like him to do all the talking <laughs> uh, is, is we always ask people for our prayer request for us is that we always keep our eyes on Jesus uh, and that's a simple one but it's not always simple to do we find we, we can get distracted very easily or we can get we can get discouraged or we can just feel overwhelmed and actually um, we need to keep our eyes fixed on him because he's the source of our hope and our life and, and why we do what we do great thank you and as a final question we have been running a campaign called mission is trying to kind of engage people in a conversation about what mission looks like in the 21st century and and what mission actually means so could you complete the sentence mission is okay so this is again i'm saying this but this is something that rosalie and i have, have agreed I'm nodding. she's <laughs> nodding you can't see it on <laughs> but but again it's a phrase which we often often use that it's all about jesus and it's all about people and uh, so that's what we'd say mission is all about jesus and it's all about people it's quite simple really it's not that complicated <laughs> Okay, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very thank much. You. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Church Mission Society. For more material, go to churchmissionsociety.org forward slash resources.